Hi, this is Janesh. And this is Pranab. You're tuned in to the 30 Minute Hustle podcast. Thirty Minute Hustle is a community of performers with a story to tell. We believe that each individual has a distinct path towards achieving their goals and are obsessed to learn about their process. As a platform to bridge the gap between knowledge creators and seekers, we hope the journey will inspire you to accelerate your growth. Welcome to the network of knowledge, mindset, and practice. so for us definitely talking about support system our support system i think is everything uh, i mean we would not have had uh, we would not have the kind of uh, initiatives like mi or triple o pixel or merit league if and of course triple o studio as well if we didn't uh, believe so strongly in the kind of team we wanted to foster and the kind of uh, we call it the triple o family so the kind of family like atmosphere where we are all lifting each other up and no nobody is above or below each other so i think that is very important to us and that is something that we've um, very very consciously done through these last 10 years and that has resulted in us meeting and growing with some really incredible people who have been key uh, you know members in some of these initiatives working and how we did that i can't give you an answer for that but this is definitely something we absolutely believe in and i must say that we've been very very fortunate to have the kind of support system that we have hey welcome back to part 2 of our episode with tahir and anu the founders of madras inherited triple o studio and triple o pixel this is me janesh and my guest co-host shruti prakash picking up from where we left off last episode also another reminder if you would like to see some of the works that tahir and anu talk about in the podcast you can tune into our youtube channel 30 minute hustle yeah so i'm going to go into some like like fun fun uh, questions um put you in the spot kind of questions okay so oh, i'm no. going to okay so i'm going to go on um uh, we have a couple of questions that we usually ask um uh, which is like basically to um know a little bit more and and we also want to know about how we don't want to know only about the nice parts of how people have grown and only the the good parts i think it's very important to also highlight about how you've gotten here uh, and i i really enjoyed how you spoke about your grad school but um how i mean uh, do you have a favorite failure uh, is this project specific or is this anything uh, it could be anything it it could be anything i mean if you want to talk about like project specific and how it's grown um, triple o or if you don't want to talk about like just how something personal which has sort of uh, grown you into the person you are now yeah i think i have uh, in my head definitely a, a a failure that as a favorite failure if uh, i can call it that uh, so uh, again this was uh, when this is one of the first projects that we got and uh, for 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 uh, you know believe it or not we got this through facebook where somebody mm-hmm. had tagged somebody and then uh, i just got a call and then one thing led to another and then a little uh, 
a week or so later, we are designing this thing called the Nama Toilet. Uh, mm-hmm. And one would think that this is a, you know, uh, a toilet. How long can it possibly take to design a t- toilet? Uh, we spent two years on this project. So, uh, uh, don't ask me what we did in those two years. It was uh, excruciatingly, fra- you, you know, it was frustrating. But through this project, firstly, I'll, I'll tell you why uh, the the experience was invaluable. We we traveled across the city and in some cases across the state to see the state of public toilets right now. And I got to learn a lot about, you know, the condition and the genuine situation of sanitation in our in our state and probably in our country that was a learning that i would have never had like i would have not you know i would have just not gone to these places uh, if it wasn't for this particular project and then uh, the other was we were working with this very uh, interesting ias officer who happened to be an industrial designer by qualification oh, wow. so what was nice about that it, it felt like every time we would go to uh, you know discuss something it felt like a review it felt like a jury <laughs> so you know if you didn't come prepared uh, you know what would end up uh, happening. So that was uh, the other thing. And then uh, the other thing that it did was uh, we were working with a mixed team. We were working with a fabricator. Uh, we were working with an industrial designer. We were working with a sanitation expert. We were working with a graphic designer. And we were, I think, working with another... Uh, um, I think there was one more person in the mix. But uh, essentially, these were the core teams. And we we would contribute with our architectural uh, services in that sense and this was two years of amazingly you know uh, hard work that then became this luckily luckily they executed this and uh, why I call this a failure was this was not a failure in design this is a, a, a failure thanks to politics and <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to get into the entire political uh, story behind the whole thing. I still think there are aspects of this design that work really, really well. I mean, the modularity, for instance, is one thing that has never been done or attempted even uh, before in terms of public sanitation. And uh, I say failure because one is two years. Uh, two years, uh, uh, this was up and running for a few, uh, only another year or so until the government changed. And, uh, you know, uh, we didn't really get paid, uh, none, so, you know, so... Well, technically, what, it was the same government that took power again. Uh, yeah, I think it was just the other government that then wanted uh, <laughs> to do something about it. And I think all of us know which two governments we're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> With the color also, we know which one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an interesting anecdote. Thanks for mentioning the colors, Janesh. By mistake, I used another color on my... We almost got fired from the job. For oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So favorite uh, failure only because the project doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. There's still a few places where you see them, but they're not really used at all. Uh, so that's really heartbreaking. But I think the uh, the number of things it introduced us to, it taught us and, you know, this the, uh, uh, the journey of it is definitely my favorite failure. Dan, Anu, do you have another different failure? Failure per se, and it's not a professional one. So uh, I would call this just uh, an experience that kind of um, 
you know set the tone for how i would take on uh, life after that so uh, my new york experience was actually uh, i mean i don't know if you know this janish but uh, shruti may not know this uh, so my new york experience was actually uh, cut a little bit short because i had a uh, uh, an accident there where uh, i had a head injury and i fractured my skull and uh, so i was you know in and out of the hospital for like mm-hmm. 3 to 6 months and then when you have a head injury and you you know you're coming out of that you're going through the realization of you know depression and why did this happen to me and what's going to you know what's the path from here and so it was a lot of and tahir was there with me every step of the way uh, through my uh, recovery and it was actually so it was a great experience in the sense i think it definitely taught me a lot of strength and resilience in just fighting for your life and then fighting for your place in life and what you want to do uh with yourself going forward from there and i think you know we spoke about we've spoken a lot in this conversation about celebrating small wins be it in a project and all of that so that definitely taught me a lot about that you know like Take, taking the small victories and saying yes i can do this too and then taking it forward from there so yeah i wouldn't call it a failure but that was definitely an experience that taught me a lot and uh kind of paved the way for how i was going to deal with life from that point yeah i think um uh, especially when we have like major setbacks and um it's it's nice to have like people who um are with you through it and sort of support you but what you're saying is so right about how we need to even take the small wins cuz otherwise you're just being uh, you're just being like too difficult on yourself about the situation and and even that small win is going to give you momentum to sort of uh move forward right and and that itself is like a snowball effect and and that leads to one thing to another and and, and even i think it's super important for for everyone to take these small wins and and uh, and celebrate them then and there uh, not gloat on them but then celebrate them and then be <laughs> be like uh, uh, be conscious about like what they are and how you want to take the yeah yeah because step. it's definitely about uh, perspective right like if you are yeah. only looking at the big picture then you are failing to stay in the present and enjoy the small wins and yeah. you know uh take it from there so yeah i definitely learned a lot of that from my experience it's like uh, very heartwarming to hear actually uh, anu yeah honestly it's uh, it's so hard to sort of motivate yourself and very few people even speak about it right so that in itself is a big step and with regard to what tahir was saying as well with regard to the public toilets actually so for example there was a sanitation worker near my place public worker she was a cleaner and uh, she had uh, kidney stones and i remember having a conversation with her where she clearly pointed out why one of the biggest reasons for her kidney stone was the lack of um, you know toilets around because she literally could not drink water through her uh, job so mm-hmm. you know small um, changes like this which you are bringing about so even if it is 2 years i'm sure that you know somebody someday is going to sort of thank you for it so that's really nice to um, hear and like this was something we wanted to touch upon as well so there are obviously hardships that all of us face on a day to day basis so what is it that y'all do independently to keep yourselves motivated throughout this what are some of the practices that you might have and 
you know how is it that you've come to sort of shape your life in order to contribute more make an impact and so on so i do something which uh, uh, i'm very very proud of i've been bragging to all my friends <laughs> we all included uh, as as soon as i i get home i get on to airline mode and i am dead to the world uh, yeah. yeah yeah so you will not find me on uh, you cannot reach me unless you come to my house you cannot reach me at all uh, between whenever i step uh, uh, in into the house and until the next day when i'm ready to you know start my day basically so that for me has helped immensely it just uh, helps me uh, you know firstly enjoy being at home uh, i think uh, uh, this is even more important considering all of us are facing our own share of cabin fever given uh, you know how things are so i think for for me that's one very very nice thing that i've done in the recent past that's been very healthy and useful for me on a personal uh, level and uh, uh, anu please uh, share the many amazing things that you do <laughs> uh, so yeah i believe that you should not uh, i mean very much like tire uh, that work should consume only uh, you know that allowed quota of your day and that it should not be the thing that you start and end with so i must strong like so i work out daily and then we have two amazing dogs sushi and rascal who keep us uh, sane and then we have a beautiful garden where i spend time every day and then of course reading and catching up on things in the world so i really believe in the power of having uh, me time and finding other things to take your interest and you know it's not all about what you consume it's also about what you give back so uh, you know through these ways and i feel like that those things keep me sane and i'm convinced that uh, this is this mindset this uh, where we i think align on is definitely uh, improving what we're doing at work i am convinced uh, or, or you know influencing how inspired we feel or you know how excited we are on on you know what else we should be thinking of and dreaming of and especially in a in a in the field of design i think it's really really uh, important for that uh, you, you know does that uh, does that bleed into your like uh, the, the 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 your employees the people who you work uh, with and and have like they seen a different so. yeah. <laughs> definitely like no, because because, no, and, uh, because uh, all architecture firms are just like work 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 and and yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, there's lots of change anish you need okay. to be uh, yeah i need to update uh, you uh, so <laughs> we are explicit that we want everyone to have a life hmm. full stop yeah. <laughs> okay so uh, so we are not running a sweatshop at all like we far from it i mean sometimes it frustrates us sometimes like maybe it would be a job <laughs> uh, yeah but that's on a light on a lighter note but i uh, so that's well, any any office in chennai is by default a sweatshop so yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah yeah so i think yes that does definitely translates and uh, i i'm really i'm going to use this as an opportunity to Uh, give a shout out to three people that really have made Madras inherited Triple O Pixel and Merit League what they are. Who are uh, Ashmita, Atreya, Bidzenoman, and uh, Gauri Shankar. 
and I'm thrilled to say all of them have taken a lot of inspiration from Anu. At least no one's following my airline mode thing, or <laughs> you know, uh, any of the nice stuff that I seem to be doing. Nobody's really that inspired <laughs> by. Uh, so everyone's yeah taking uh, inspiration from uh, Anu and keeping themselves fit, keeping themselves <laughs> uh, you know, keeping priorities in place, and so on and so forth. No, but uh, also at at the studio level, I mean, this was this hasn't been possible in the last uh, year or two since the pandemic hit. But uh, one thing that we used to do very regularly is uh, host something called Evolve Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Evolve Wednesday was basically a pl- so just one a couple of hours after work every Wednesday. It was an open. Um, session for anybody who wanted to participate i mean up to a maximum of like 30 to 40 uh, audience members so the idea was that we would invite somebody um, from any field not design related and they can talk about anything they want be it sport art literature travel what uh, social work volunteering whatever it is and then so they would come in give us an hour of their time and then you could uh, you know learn about some other area of life that someone else is doing and so that really really uh, was a great thing because we kept that going for almost like every Wednesday for like a year and a half to two years where we would bring in all these diverse uh, people from various fields and just learn and absorb so much from them so and so that was when office was in session and then Besides that, during the pandemic, what I've started doing is for the lack of, you know, office bonding and uh, Evolve Wednesday sessions. So have you heard of this app called Kahoot? Oh, yeah, yeah. The quizzes and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so once every like yeah. two, three months, I would do like a Kahoot quiz and then bring the team together to like have a fun quiz session. So that's something that's kept us going through the pandemic. I so these are that, other ways in which we like to like you know uh, have get together with our team and have some have fun. I feel like uh, Triple O is a good uh, place to consider start working in soon. From what I heard in the podcast, you are already overqualified. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it sounds so interesting. Actually, the other thing I'm noticing is like you know y'all y'all have said so much about each other, right? Like, and I was telling Janesh this before, you know, when we were talking about y'all, y'all sound so much like a power couple to like when I was just thinking oh, about no, it. No. Okay, <laughs> this is yeah. There's power like, on one side for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the couple on Both the other yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like y'all sound like y'all have a very strong support system just in each other and your dogs as well and like the kind of people around, right? So that's something we wanted to touch upon as well. Like how integral has this support system been in shaping how you've been in, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, social impact and so on? How has it been? Yeah, I know you should definitely take this one. <laughs> Uh, see, so for us, I think, so Tyre and I have uh, been together for uh, donkey's years uh, now. So we've, through even through college, we've collaborated on several projects. So uh, what we like about uh, and what works for the two of us is uh, knowing wh- where our strengths and weaknesses are and then kind of uh, coming in to balance that out. And I think, again, uh, I spoke earlier about uh, ego uh, sometime back so that's one thing that we are very clear about so we, there's no ego between us if you think that you can handle this better then I'm gonna let you do that you know I, I feel like in many um, situations where there's a collective solution that needs to happen it, the instinct of I think I know better than you 
tends to seep in and uh, i think that is something that we are very clear on where if you can handle this and you're more qualified or you have better experience in this then i'm going to let you do that and i'll come in where i think i might need to plug in so that understanding of each other's um, strengths and weaknesses has been really good and one thing i think more on a personal front what we don't do is keep grudges like obviously you have fights and things like that so there's no fight that you'll have now about some project that will be brought up one week later you know what i mean like we yeah, yeah. so i think that's really important like we we disagree on something either we agree to disagree or find a solution but forget about it in the next second and move on like life is too short uh so i think <laughs> i think that's been uh great just between the two of us and of course besides aligning on visions and goals and wavelengths and the bigger picture um so for us definitely talking about support system our support system i think is everything uh i mean we would not have had uh, we would not have the kind of uh, initiatives like mi or triplo pixel or merit league if and of course triplo studio as well if we didn't uh, believe so strongly in the kind of team we wanted to foster and the kind of uh, we call it the triplo family so the kind of family like atmosphere where we are all lifting each other up and no nobody is above or below each other so i think that is very important to us and that is something that we've um, very very consciously done through these last 10 years and that has resulted in us meeting and growing with some really incredible people who have been key uh, you know members in some of these initiatives working and how we did that i can't give you an answer for that but this is definitely something we absolutely believe in and i must say that we've been very very fortunate to have the kind of support system that we have i think it sort of uh, stems from top down i i it, it i think people who are listening to this surely will understand why it has grown to what it has from both of you um i have another um, uh, i have another few questions so i'm just going to throw these at you um what is uh, what is success what is your, your measure of success what is success uh, to both of you for triplo or for your your own selves actually we, we let let's talk about for each of you personally what is success yes i can uh, on a lighter note is definitely not my bank balance uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, i think for me it's definitely the um, you know the impact that whatever work you're doing is making uh because i think all of us will agree for instance you know architecture itself i'm sometimes disillusioned by it as a profession it's uh, sometimes i see it being so wasteful there are uh, i mean that's a conversation for another podcast probably but uh, uh, i think uh, so even the way we approach the projects that we take uh, or you know whatever work we do as a studio and as a as a larger uh, group of companies it's really asking ourselves is this project impactful you know does it serve either society positively or are we you know really doing justice to the services that someone's asked of us for this xyz thing and if if that is the case then uh, that helps me sleep at night and for me that that's what i would uh, uh, work like that is what i would base success on anu 
so yeah so my definition of success is definitely uh, to do with the kind of support system and the kind of team that we have managed to build because we set out with uh, you know 10 years ago saying to this is if we have a company this is how we want it to be this is the kind of uh, atmosphere we want to create this is the kind of platform we want it to be and i feel like we've stuck to those uh, you know visions and those goals through these years and that has paid off in the kind of uh, an ecosystem that we have managed to build and the kind of uh, people that we have uh, you know on our ship so i think that for me is the biggest uh, success of all and on a professional level uh, personally professionally i would say anything any time that i'm creatively challenged and i feel like i've uh met that requirement i would say is a success and of course if that has an impact as well then nothing like it that's awesome. yeah that's awesome yeah so this is something we ask to our uh, guests so if there were to be a billboard or a hoarding that is dedicated for y'all you know shown out to the world what would it be like one statement if y'all had to tell uh, which you want to show or make our listeners here what would it be which you'd put out in a hoarding Oh my god this is a big one. <laughs> it's, it's a one it can be simple to don't worry i i i have yeah uh, it can be simple yeah please tahir yeah you can start yeah it can so, be funny also it doesn't have to be inspirational really yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so this is not really i mean i i don't know maybe i hope this is borderline inspirational but to be honest i get super annoyed by billboards on oh. a personal uh, on a personal level for me they are absolute visual noise and clutter that just like you know uh, <laughs> all that you like information here take it so let's let's keep this as a digital billboard digital <laughs> no so that that explains a lot of things about me you know that explains the airline mode that explains all of it like just too much information and yeah. uh, so honestly uh, i don't have an answer to what kind of billboard it would be but it would be ultra minimal for all you know it it won't even say call 944 it won't even say that. <laughs> it just may be this blank canvas of peace <laughs> yeah just a white board <laughs> yeah just a white board nice and uh, anu you can also tell me tell us please you can't say take my answer anu i just came up yeah. with that <laughs> very creative yeah, the one cool, cool option is no, the the thing is i don't have like a succinct like quippy answer to this i would like a billboard to say something about finding a uh, equilibrium or like a balance between your professional what you want to achieve professionally but also what you uh, you know ex- what you are feeling in life like that you've got this balance going and if at the end like of 20 years or whatever if i can say that with the confidence i think i'll be very happy awesome um since you guys have spoken so much about how um you you guys want to uh, create an impact and how much that is uh, a measure of success to you i want to talk about and i want to close with this because uh, we could keep talking about this for endless hours but I have time. Uh, <laughs> we have time but our listeners won't listen to us yeah they'll be like you're yapping too much <laughs> uh, there is a free, there is something free coming up by janesh raja after this <laughs> uh, free slack line classes <laughs> that of course is always free uh, i wanted to i wanted to talk about uh, a very interesting project that you guys are working on now and uh, uh, this is uh, for those who know besanagar 
this is a project that uh, Tahir and Anu and Triplo is working on. Um, you guys want to talk about uh, Edam, Kadai, um, uh, I forgot the last part, sorry. Kalam. <laughs> Kalam, okay, what does that mean? And and uh, we have a few proposals on, um, on, on display for you to speak more about it. Yeah, Janish, can we go to the next slide though? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. This one right. gone before? Uh, no, actually, let that be the vector one. We can go to the others later. All right. So, so uh, okay. So I'll let Anu explain what that means, though. But I'll like I'll tell you what's happening with this project. So, for instance, this particular project is a marriage of what Madras Inherited is doing with Heritage, and what we are uh, doing. I mean, uh, Triplo Studio is doing uh, with Urbanism. So what we're trying to do here is uh, we're actually trying to scale this exercise across the city where we're starting off with, uh, we've spoken to the government in great length about the fact that there is very, very limited signage in our city that is informative. Uh, when I say informative, I'm talking about it, uh, uh, you know, having useful knowledge for, you know, somebody walking by or somebody, uh, you, know, um, you know, who's at a particular space so the uh, so the what we're doing through this particular uh, project is we've identified a small uh, area that is workable and uh, we're kind of using that to create the equivalent of a parklet it's just a small uh, uh, space that uh, is slightly better treated for from the perspective of people walking through this area but most importantly it has information and it has signage that tells you a little bit about theosophical society in Besanagar and it tells you a little bit about the na native flora uh, and fauna in this particular area. So as somebody walking past, firstly, uh, we, we hope that one would be interested. We're conscious that it will have to be bilingual. We're trying to set a, uh, a really high standard for ensuring equity on the street. That's essentially what this project is about. We're trying to create a space that genuinely anyone and everyone can come learn a thing or two from and just otherwise if they, if learning is not on the agenda just enjoy the space so this is what i also meant by small project but possibly large impact so we could do you know it's hardly when you took when you look at it area wise only about uh, 80 meters by a few five six meters that's about as big as the site is and we're actually uh, the bulk of the proposal is leaving the site alone is actually not to do too much, uh, you know. And in fact, we're undoing a few things that were done earlier. We're trying to ensure that there's further recharge of water in, uh, you know, in this particular area. And the beautiful thing about all of this is, firstly, within our own space, there are uh, these two initiatives coming together. But at the same time, this involves also dealing with, uh, you know, the Chennai Corporation. It involves uh, talking to uh, uh, stakeholders in. Besanagar. So this is one example of this project. So we are actually doing, uh, we may be doing something like this in Ranganathan Street in Tinagar, which is uh, for those listening in is one of the most popular commercial pedestrian streets in our city. And we, we intend to take this uh, across many, many parts of the city as well. So you'll, you'll hopefully be seeing a lot more of it. And yes, that comes with a fair share of, of challenges. Uh, I don't know if you heard Anu there in the background. Um, the challenges would be uh, the fact that this is a public space. So everyone has an opinion. Everyone wants it to be a certain way. So uh, it, it really boils down to the art of negotiation. It boils down to balancing 
a certain top-down approach that sometimes governments tend to have in projects like this. And us being uh, to some degree the middleman here and being able to uh, find a solution that firstly works is okay by the government. They look good after doing this. And most importantly, the people that use this on a day-to-day -day basis have something to talk about when they go back home. This, this is something actually I wanted to ask you all as well before, like a um, lot of the work that is done, there are some which are say well received by the audience and there is some uh, which is not by the public. Say, for example, um, when I worked on this uh, mobility for um, Whitefield area, I remember that even though say we wanted to have art installations which are inviting say, um, to use free space better and so on. What essentially happened is they immediately sort of came back to us telling, you know, simpler solutions like say road bollards or say uh, cycling lanes and so on is preferred and they'd rather spend their money there than have say a wall art or other art installations and so on. So how do you convince your audience or how do you challenge them to accept the solution that you provide? So I think now that we, uh, after this 10 years, it's definitely taken us 10 years, probably it's going to take us more. I feel like we've got a very good understanding of the system. And I feel it's not about necessarily convincing people about the idea of doing art or the idea of having bullets. It's actually a good balance of, uh, uh, you know, so now we know how important the cost factor is in, uh, in a lot of these projects. So what we try and do is op, uh, work with those as variables. We can be like, you know, we'll, these 10 bollards can be, I'm giving you the same example going back to uh, what you suggested. Yeah. We can avoid 10 bollards here because this area is already protected, <laughs> hypothetically. Those 10 bollards equal to X amount more. If you have X in your hand and are willing to, give, uh, you know, part with it, we will identify the artists that will come and do something here. So it's we, we are now actually working with variables. So we don't actually go with a uh, with a fixed notion on what may end up happening. We actually try and also work backwards, saying that see, I think they will be ready to do this, and with this, if we can op further optimize and pull in our you know by our powers combined, pull in more uh, to to happen in a particular space. That's really uh, the way in which we're going about it. So for instance, this particular project is completely pro bono like we're doing this because and, and we can afford to do something like this pro bono because it's not a very big large uh, project but we know about the impact of something like this so we're very convinced that you know you do this in one place i see a lot of people seeing value in this happening in other places and the reality remains this is part of the presentation this area is uh, is badly utilized uh, uh, like, yeah. you know, uh, people are not really using this well. There's, uh, you know, open defecation happening here. And so there is even more reason why a proposal like this would make sense to everybody. So uh, it's really about understanding that system so thoroughly that you know where and how you can get what you necessarily want out of it. I'm not saying we succeed all the time, just to be very clear. But uh, uh, this is really how we've been going about it in the recent past. Yeah. And uh, I, I personally think, yeah, there's a part of it which is, you know, where you've done the groundwork and you are convinced about the change or the impact that uh, your proposal can bring about. But I think uh, to answer your uh, question, Shruti, about how do you convince your audience is also very much like 
you know probably how our studio functions is to allow for those points of view like having your stakeholder meetings where you bring in people from uh, you know different uh, and not just people who are in a privileged uh, yeah. you know band of society like you you bring your uh, hawker you bring your you know people from different uh, facets of life to come and tell you uh, you know what they would like the space to be and you kind of try obviously all points of view cannot be fulfilled but it's definitely good to know what the ground reality is so that you can uh, tailor your utopian dreams accordingly and it also makes them feel yeah. inclusive yes definitely yeah, yeah. I think this. Uh, so I think this is. I mean, let's like uh, sorry yeah, to yeah, go for so it. So just no. talking about this particular idam kadai kalam that you're talking about, right? So we have the proposal, we've done our research and all that. Then finally, when we went to the stakeholder meeting, so we were of the notion that you know a bogin villa plant is the uh, local, mm-hmm. uh, what is endemic to this uh, area and all that. Then once at the stakeholder meeting, then we were given the lesson that no. the bogin villa is not the native to this area you need to change your uh plant classification right there in fact it's yeah. more of a uh parasitic uh thing that has grown here <laughs> and we don't like bogin villas here so it's something as small as that but we were uh, happy to get that feedback from the stakeholders because we're like oh okay so we were clearly uh, you know on some sort of mis- uh, misconception but it's good to know you know we're glad you told us so we'll change our mindset accordingly yeah awesome. this is i uh, think everyone has i mean everyone does have something to really contribute as long as you know each one recognizes what that is and people say you know, i i would love a scenario where they do recognize that what we bring on to the table is something you know that maybe somebody else may not be able to but we are very conscious about ensuring that we we're hearing everyone's voice when it comes to uh, the entire picture and based on which we are coming back with the with what we think is the uh, is a really good solution for the place yeah that's that's the very few people actually i think uh... do that and and i think what you guys have it's not learned, always enjoyable so i yeah, understand but, but, yeah, but yeah, still yeah. like like you guys have have learned to do that over time and and that sort of is such a culmination of what all that we spoke this project especially is about heritage it's about stakeholders it's about urban design and uh, we're really looking forward to to this coming out very soon i i have already seen some work that started and uh, and yeah i think i think we are going to um, uh, probably have another podcast which is going to talk a little bit more on in detail about this once this comes out maybe yeah um <laughs> uh, i i i think janesh is going to start with that questions so is this now the the failure that you uh, <laughs> start on the fun note <laughs> it's all a process so so who knows <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah i think it's been great and um, i've had so much fun today talking to you and it's hey, been same a fun, here. fun same and, here. Uh, same yeah fun uh, it was a pleasure Sunday talking to you i think we will uh, thank you janesh you've done your bit bye bye uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will connect uh, outside of this uh, as as well thank you uh, but uh, for for this lovely afternoon i, I, I we had a good time as well i great. can say bye <laughs> Yeah, I'm really thanking you, all of you. Yeah. No, no, we absolutely have to thank you because we also don't get 
or really like have the time to sit and you know funnel our thoughts and say oh maybe this is what happened <laughs> so yeah and that's uh, like, that's also one of the reasons why we yeah. sort of want to do this because uh, lots of us kind of don't think about what we've done and how we've yeah. come here right and it's interesting yeah. to 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 speak about it and let like younger people also know but also at the same time uh, people who are older who also can sort of understand what we're going through yeah yeah absolutely to definitely yeah. classify what is younger and older <laughs> i feel like there is some gray area here that uh, you know is a sensitive thing for me <laughs> since janesh has clearly said he was part of our office and all that we are in that club like yeah, i yeah, yeah, yeah. okay then it's okay you are you are yeah you're okay janesh bye <laughs> <laughs> by association we are in the younger club <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks guys thanks so much thank you for listening to the 30 minute hustle podcast you can follow us on instagram for all our latest updates until next time signing off this is pranab and my co-host janish